Hey, it's Jen the Builder. And Corey. And we are, I believe, Corey, at the 150th episode. Nice. That's a 150. And in Spanish, I need to really practice these things. I think it's 100. Really, Jen? What? Jen? You just going to break out in Spanish well, right Well, yeah, now. because, well, yes, because here's what happened today. Uh, gosh, I can't, I don't know why I'm here right now, but I'm doing this. So, the other day, as I'm working, the electricity just cuts off in my office. Mm-hmm. And then I walk the house, and all of a sudden, it cuts off the alarm, uh, uh, the house alarm, the fridge, the microwave, but there's still electricity in the house. I'm like, okay, we're good. We paid the bill. Long story short, this really nice guy comes, an electrician to the house, to help me out. And he spoke Spanish only. So I, you know me, Corey, I always get excited when I can practice Spanish. Yeah, I know. The thing is, is when I speak Spanish. <laughs> it don't come out so well. No. Okay, maybe not. But I speak louder. This I don't know why. True. This is true. So he's looking at me just smiling. And, you know, and so he's doing his thing. And his name was Rico. Rico. Yes. And so when he fixed it. And let me tell you what he did to fix it. We first of all, you and I went outside and did the circuit breaker, all that stuff. Is that what it's called? Circuit yeah, we breaker. did the breaker box. Edison tells us, okay, this is how you should do. It. Okay, we do that. Edison came over last night and said everything looks good, but we can't figure it out. So you're gonna have to get an electrician. So thus, Rico. Yes. But when Rico showed me that simple reset button behind the microwave on the outlet. I just was like, what? And so he <laughs> hit it, and I said, Rico Suave. He's Rico Suave. And he just was smiling like, let me out of this house. Right, this crazy woman is <laughs> trying to speak Spanish and clearly can't. Yes, all that to say, I don't know how to say 150 in Spanish, but congratulations to us, and thank you to you for listening and you know keeping us with at least one listen an episode (laughs) (laughs) that when we started that's what our goal was right isn't that crazy yeah no it's actually not it's it's very smart to only want one listener when you start because a goal is i'll say it like this when you set a goal probably too low (laughs) and you reach it it just seems easier to set the next one. But if you fail on the first one, it's really hard to try to determine how high to set the goal. You know what I mean? Well, come on. Between you and I, we were at least going to have one. Well, no. I mean, outside of outside you. Outside of us. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah. So anyways, thank you very much. It's been a blast. Here's to 150. And I'm really thinking that's what this episode is. But anyways, another reason to celebrate is that the wonderful place that we work at has opened its doors and people are back in the office. So, Corey, this has really impacted you. Yes, it really has. And it's like, I use this word, but most people think, oh, man, does he mean they're crazy? No, I mean, it's a madhouse, but it's such a wonderful time. You just see how madly in love everyone is with with each other. And they're so happy to be back. You hear applauses and and claps and 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 screams and joy Aww. and jubilant behavior all over the building. And you just hear people having those kind like, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. And it's like, wow, you know, and, and it's just a joy to be back in the office. 
with a with a whole team of people opposed to just my team, which was twenty two people. I mean, I've been in a in an office <laughs> for two years with with the same twenty two people. The same to well and. <laughs> Company wide, it was probably seventy people every right. day. Right, but the place is so big, you don't see them all. Yeah, I don't see them all. I was just seeing the same twenty-two people mm-hmm. every day, and now hundreds again. Yes, yeah, quite a few hundreds. Um, I like that you called it a madhouse, and you said that people were madly in love with each other. Yeah, that's key. You know, there's love there. I mean, you just see the embraces and that, and they're like. I, I don't care. I, I want to hug you. I haven't seen you in two whole years. And th- and that's when you know it's, it's genuine. Oh, yes. I'm going to be there tomorrow. <laughs> I'm so excited. And, you know, our, our company is so great because they understand that people are going to be socializing. In fact, they're happy to see that. And so I think there might be a secret pass to not working like normal. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to um, take a hold of that pass <laughs> and party with everyone. Oh, yeah. And then the one thing that's really exciting is all throughout the building, they have signs posted. Welcome back. We missed you. Oh, yeah. That's really, really nice. It just warms the heart. And so every corner you turn, you're like, oh, they missed me, even though I've been here the whole time. <laughs> right. Right. Well, for and for those who have been there the whole time, we actually had a special celebration for those group of people um, last week. That right. was really nice. It was. Yeah. Okay. So today, what are we talking about? We're talking about marching forward still as we're in the mar- month of March. Sorry. And so I said to you earlier, I said, Corey, we've never talked about the word brave or bravery as people march forward. I think that's an important element for most who are deciding to march forward. Yes. And bravery looks different to everyone. And it happens at some of the most inopportune times in our lives. So describing this moment might be a little bit challenging for some of you. Because I, I would love to hear your your stories and challenges on being brave. Yeah. Well, we're going to keep it light in the beginning. Okay. And then go into what we know um, most commonly is brave or bravery. So... For those who love words and just love to do research and like to have fun with a word, I totally recommend wordhippo.com. Word hippo. So anyhow, I put in the word bravery. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about this. So there's this. It's It's a noun and it's formal, elaborate, or dressy clothing. So let's just talk about clothing. Okay. So let's use this word in a sentence regarding clothing. Oh, no, she did it. <laughs> she brave. Right. She is brave. <laughs> right. I can't believe. <laughs> <laughs> she lost like 20 pounds and she's wearing that. Like, you know, anyhow. So what is the bravest thing that you've worn? Oh, boy, Jen. You know, I, I I was wilding out as a younger person because I just didn't. I mean, number one, you know, I started my musical career when I was like 14, 15 years old. And I heard this wild interview with Michael Jackson. And he had said that he purposely wore things that other people could not wear. Love it. That could not wear? Yes, because he was a performer. And so okay. he didn't want to be on stage and people looking at him 
saying, oh, I can go to the store and buy that. So I tried. Even <laughs> <laughs> yes, as silly as this sound, at, at, at 15 years old, I tried to wear a tire that I knew other people couldn't. And so in trying to do that, you can just imagine how crazy things yeah. were. And so I was wearing colors that didn't match and shoes that were didn't go. With, like I was wearing combat boots with lime green jeans. Oh. And a burgundy uh, pullover hoodie. <laughs> and it was a Super Bowl, like, 19. <laughs> I mean, it was just crazy stuff that I was trying. So, yeah, that was pretty brave. Let's talk about them jeans real quick. Them jeans. Aside from the color, were these jeans that you cuffed at the bottom? or that? No. As a matter of fact, we had just came, come out of that era where you're cuffing them okay. and rolling them up. So, it was a little bit uh, different. But I'm interested. What was one of the bravest things you wore? Well, I think being growing up in the 80s with my kind of hair, and it was brave to even attempt to dress like the 80s. Right. You know, um, crimping hair. Big putting hair. Putting sun in ya or peroxide to get it lighter. And I wasn't allowed to... What's the word? It's more than die. I was not allowed to change anything that was God given. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. So makeup, not allowed in my house. Dying hair, definitely not. So I, uh, I was brave. I was very brave, actually, and went ahead and put peroxide in my hair, sent in, did the blow dryer thing, and then try to pass off that that was happening to my hair because of the California sun. <laughs> <laughs> and I have like almost black hair. Right. So, yeah. Um, but anyhow, yeah. So clothes, bright clothes. I remember I had red, yellow, black pants. I think it was just multicolored jeans. Uh, wore it with a black belt, wore all the jewelry, thought I was super cute, had the bangs up front, like totally spread open, you know, like the tease look. Right, right. And you look back at pictures and you just like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? And I just thought it was so cute. And I can't stand, Corey, when you find some of those pictures <laughs> <laughs> and you're all like, what is this? What's going on in this picture? <laughs> well, I, I told you this. I went to this event and I walked through the door. Uh huh. And I had to walk like in between aisles and I had to like go past some people. And I heard this little kid say, <laughs> What does he have on? And I was like, What is he? I, I got emboldened. Like, what does he mean? What do I have on? I look good. <laughs> but no, I didn't. I was off. Well, I'm glad to say that as you're as you've aged, you're still brave with your dressing. Not anything tacky or over the top, but you just stand out. Like you're gonna do your thing, and it's brave because we're in places where people are in jeans and a t-shirt and just like any old kind of way. But you'll you'll um, sport that you know button down top collar, the hat. Is it called a fedora? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that look. Thank you. Appreciate that. Quite, quite debonair, if I might say. All right. So another way they describe brave is doing whatever it takes. This is the stuff. Guts. 
you know, the power just that I got the right stuff. I got the makings to do this. Right. Um, so with that being said, I don't know that I've, I feel that way now in that way. But I, when I was younger, I was pretty darn brave. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I joined every sport <laughs> and just cause I could, and I thought I should, you right, know, like right. there was no limits to that ran for every stinking ASB officer and signed up for main roles in, in musicals and plays and stuff like that without yeah. any formal training. And so to this day, it makes sense that all those moments would accumulate to who I am today and what you do. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's like, I'm just going to do whatever it takes to, to get that part. You know, no, I, I totally get it. And I, I pretty much did the same thing. If there was a play, I was trying out for the lead part. If there was a solo to sing, I was, you know, definitely trying to sing it and just always attempting to be a part of the event that was going on. And I really wanted to be not up front, so to speak, but just more like a part of it and wanted to be a big part of it, not just in the background or doing background work. I wanted to really engulf myself into the arts so to speak you know right right yeah. so the other two definitions here's one let's you know just talk about this one it's the quality of being noble or honorable in character or virtue so like a word associated with this kind of bravery is integrity mm -hmm. and that is a very when i say heavy i don't mean like heavy as in burdensome but when someone has integrity, that's not a word that you just throw around there lightly. Right. Right. It's got so much meaning and value. And when someone has integrity, that's a very honorable thing. Right. Yeah. Let me tell you a story. We had just opened our first business account through Wells Fargo. And we were doing very well during this time. Not that we're not doing well now, but we were doing extremely well. Yeah. And so I had went to the bank to make uh, to cash a couple of checks and to make a deposit and then to have some cash on me. And this was some years ago, so it was important to always have a little bit of cash on you. Right. And so I cashed a check and I'd asked for the money that I wanted back, and I believe it was like eight hundred dollars. Uh huh. <clears throat> Well, the teller counted back what I thought was $800. And then I went to the car. I seen that it was probably $1,200. And then the money that I was supposed to withdraw, she didn't actually take it out of the account. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she just had a total meltdown with that. And so I had actually come home. Cause I was, you know, in a hurry, there were some things going on at the house. And then I realized what had happened and I just could not live with myself because I was like, Oh my God, that was her job. That was her yeah. job. And she was going to get fired. Cause it was like something like almost $2,000 that she had given me. Uh huh. And so I just, you know, the, the rash, the, the person that wants to do the noble thing was speaking much louder than the person that wants to do Oh, I can hold on to you know this money and do this or whatever, and so I went back to the bank and I I said, look, I I just need to 
explain what happened. You know, I don't know how she did it, but this is what happened. And I just really don't want her to get in trouble for doing this, but I got to give this money back. Now, whether she got fired or written up or whatever, I don't know, but I definitely made sure to take that money back. Nice. So my question for you is, because you made a point to say that that's when, you know, we were doing really well. We've had moments when we weren't doing well at all, when we were counting pennies and going through purses and and our pockets, right, to get things that we needed, Mm -hmm. like food. Mm -hmm. So if something like that were to have happened while we were in that state, would that story have changed? No, I don't even have to think about it. And I'll tell you why, because my money is my money and someone else's money is just that. So I, that would be me stealing. And I don't take pride in that. I don't take, I don't look at that as something that's being noble or uh, someone losing their job behind making a mistake. And then I capitalize on it. Now it's a whole nother story. If I just totally didn't see it, I didn't understand it. I didn't know what happened. And then I went home and, just continued to live life, but I knew what happened. And I was very conscious that she made a mistake. So I was very intentional about it. And like you said, if, if it was a, a situation where we were down and out, I still would do it just because I know what's right from wrong. Right. Well, I'm like, kind of like, oh, cause you know, I ha- actually had to think about that one for a brief couple seconds there. But I remember when we were going through it, and we went through drive through And if anyone has been here, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Where that 99 cent menu at Jack in the Box is actually what got you through. Right, right. right? Or when rice, ramen, beans was what you counted on to say that we had food on the table. Yeah. So I remember driving through and they gave us like a whole nother couple meals mm-hmm. and i don't know uh at the time i actually thank god for that and i i don't know that i should have but you know what i mean like that's when that word integrity really shows up i feel when you're at that point where this is some you, you know what i'm saying like that's integrity when you do right no matter what right no i totally get it and so I, yeah, I applaud people like we hear stories all the, not all the time, but we've heard stories in the news, like where people who are homeless or down and out, they find money and, or a purse and they return it and nothing's missing from there. And what I love is when I get to see the stories come full circle. And so when people hear exactly what happened you see gofundme account set up for people right people hook them up with a job an apartment yeah you know so that's always Possibly nice a car to see. maybe clothes too yeah for sure for sure so i want to just stay here for a second as we're talking about integrity because we're talking about marching forward and there's a lot mm-hmm. of words that come to mind when i think of integrity and just something that i myself like to work on um And it's not so much, I think it's more around fairness, really, and not being sometimes emotional with decisions Mm -hmm. or if I'm having a bad day or if it's just a high menopausal moment, you know, like. Did you say high menopausal? (laughs) Yes, those happen. It's like, oh my gosh, this is an intense menopausal moment. And you just kind of lose sight of 
your integrity. Right. Right. So I, I just want to march forward with being consistent in, in who I am. Right. So let's give a shout out, Corey. Let's end this with this. I know for those who are listening, you probably have so many people, hopefully, um, that you can think of when you think of the word bravery, just courageous behavior or character. Mm-hmm. Right. And so automatically when we hear this word bravery, of course, that is some we honor our our men and women who are in our military. Absolutely. Hats off to them. But Jen, before we peel out of here. Peel out. Yeah. I, I want to ask you a question. Um, mm. Can you describe your bravest moment or one of your bravest moments? Oh, I don't want to cry. I'm not going to cry. I think my, not I think, my bravest moment was when I was like 10, mm-hmm. 11 years old. And I stepped in place of someone because I didn't want that person to get hurt. And it was a very self-sacrificing moment just out of pure love. Right. Um. For me at that time in my life, that was brave. It was brave. Totally. Yeah. That's incredible and noble. Thanks. Do you have one that you want to share? Uh, sure. Um, I was 16 years old, and mm-hmm. we were living in a house um, in my hometown. And during this time, across the street from the house was nothing but field. And so um, you see this big field, and then after the field is a freeway, and then the freeway, there's a mountain. And in my hometown, the winds blow very hard. Yeah. And so um, this particular day, I had stayed home from school. I was actually homeschooling during that time because of music, and um, I started early. But uh, the wind was blowing, and... um, I was in my bedroom. I was living at a house where my great aunt was staying with us. And so, um, as I said, the wind's blowing and a fire started and I can go mm-hmm. through the details. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll save the details for another time. Cause I want to just get to the, the meat of the story. I didn't even know I was going to be brave that day. You know, nobody who knows right. today is the day I'm going to be brave. Well, unless it, you're like a public servant. Right. That, yeah. And I was far from that. I was self-serving that day. And so I noticed that there was a fire in the distance, but I didn't think it would be anywhere near close to the house at any point or time. And so about an hour passed by, I went to the the front of the house and I looked out the window. And again, the fire was still quite a ways away. So I thought, you know, it's not going to make it here, you know. Uh, I did hear the fire engines and the helicopters mm-hmm. and stuff like that attempting to, to put it out. But I wasn't fearful of anything at that point. Mm. I kid you not, less than 10 minutes, that fire was at the front door, like, raging. Wow. And I'm talking flames about 10 to 12 feet high. And um, the field was engulfed. And it was weird because at that moment, is when I went to the door and I seen these flames and all this black smoke, that's exactly when the police came down the street saying we needed to evacuate Mm -hmm. not a second before. And so I'm in this, in this situation where I have on pajama bottoms, no shoes, 
and a tank top. Mm-hmm. And so my great aunt, who is probably 78, 79 at the time, um, is in her bedroom sleep. And mm-hmm. so I run outside and I'm telling the, the policeman, my great aunt is in the house. I need help getting her out. And he says, I got to get other people out of their houses. There's at least, you know, 20 houses on this street. I got to get these people out of this house, out of these houses. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I run back in and I'm not even thinking like grab shoes, grab, you know, a jacket or a shirt or something right. like that. I'm just like, I got to get my aunt out of this house. I don't want her to die like this. So I run to her room. I tell her what's going on. She has on a nightgown. I throw a, a robe on her. And I just thought to myself, I don't have time to walk her out. I need to pick her up. So I just kind of threw over my shoulder and took off running down the street. And I passed maybe four people and asked them, can you help me? My aunt, you know, is elderly. And, and people literally looked at me like, man, are you crazy? We're about to die. And so I'm like, well, Aww. we just got to run down the street. And so it got to a point where, I thought we were safe, but we weren't. How scary. And the black smoke just began to choke us to, you know, a, a point that we couldn't breathe. And finally, that police officer came back and flung his door open and we just jumped in. Wow. So that was my moment of bravery and the moment of the public servant's bravery. And I'll never forget that. It was it was insane. And later on that day, I they t- dropped us off at a church and we were so shaken up. I couldn't even go to the bathroom and I, and I was just like, I need to go to the bathroom with no shoes on and a tank top and, and pajama bottoms. And when I got to the bathroom, I looked in the mirror and I mean, you could just see the Mm. soot all over my tank top, all over my face. And I just realized I was literally at death's door. And had we waited any longer, you know, we probably would have had um, smoke inhalation. So. It's a powerful story of fearlessness and where it's just, you do what you got to do. Yeah. And that's what that boils down to. You're just doing what you have to do. Well, amazing story. Thanks for sharing that with us. You know us to take the elevator. We say, look up and let's elevate. Every day.